Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 48 of Connection Not Perfection. Welcome to Connection Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am thrilled that you're with me today. Welcome back if you are someone who has spent time with me before, and if you're new, I am just so glad and excited that you're with me today. Now, if you're new, you may not know that I have a 15-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. And if I know one thing about parenting, it's that it's not just a thankless job. It's often one where I'm being critiqued. And I'm not talking about being critiqued by someone on social media or by the people around me. I'm talking about being critiqued by my teens themselves. Now, I have a feeling it might be easier if they looked like the toddlers that they once were, but when your teens look and sound so much like sane adulterous people, it can be really hard when they're critiquing you because they have logic and passion and really great examples sometimes. And for me, it's especially condemning if I have messed up in some way or made mistakes. And of course I have. There's a reason that I coined the phrase ish girl, which if you don't know already, that means one who has humorous grace with herself when discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. So I want to be clear here today. I am walking a very fine line in this episode because frankly, when you podcast about parenting teens while you're actually, you know, parenting teens, it can get pretty dicey. I don't know about your teens, but mine are all about their privacy and making sure I don't embarrass the heck out of them. And I really do try to protect their privacy. That's actually one of my big values as well and something that I try to do very carefully as I do Connection Not Perfection. But this week, I feel like it is necessary to give you guys a super huge reminder that you are doing a great job with your kids. You totally don't suck at it no matter what they're telling you. And while that might sound funny and very tongue-in-cheek because, you know, it kind of is... I know that there's a voice inside you that's probably wondering, really, Amy, are you so sure that I don't suck? Because sometimes I really feel like I do. And my answer to you with that is yes, yes, yes. I am positive that you are doing a great job with your teens. And I do also understand that voice inside your head that's trying to convince you otherwise, because I have that voice too. And I've actually talked about that critical inner voice in episodes nine and 10. There are links to that in the show notes if you want to dive into that and hear more about it. But what I have to say about that is with that voice, the more isolated that I am and the busier that I am, the louder that voice gets in my head. And when I have conflict or friction with my teens, regardless of where it's coming from or why, that voice seems to scream the loudest of all. What I have found is the best way to combat that voice is to be really intentional with my thoughts and then also with my actions. Because yes, it is something that comes up often enough that I have strategized how to combat it. Now, given that it is something that's ongoing for me, I thought I would share how I handle those moments when I hide out of my room wondering if in fact I am ruining my teens' lives. So here are those strategies. First of all, with my thoughts. 
I try to remind myself what is developmentally appropriate in my teens. Seriously, having that information about why my teens are acting the way they do has been invaluable. And if you are not sure what I'm talking about, I highly encourage you to check out episodes 35 and 36 of Connection Not Perfection, or you can even download my free ebook. You can find that at theishgirl.com forward slash ebook, or of course, it's in the show notes. And I really do a deep dive into what it means for teens to be developmentally appropriate with my friend Tammy Scow. The big idea for you to take away right now, though, is that Knowing that your teens are separating from you and becoming their own selves in the only way they know how right now is super helpful. And it gives you or it gives me and I hope it also gives you that extra push of patience when you really need it. And for me, this is especially true when I've made a big time mistake, because I know my teens don't have the brain development or the emotional capacity at the stages that they're in to always know when or how to have grace, especially when it's me that they're having to have grace with. Sometimes it's easier for them to have grace with their friends or with other adults in their lives rather than me. And just a side note here, this has been demonstrated very clearly recently with my daughter. She is finished taking her driving course, and we have had trouble finding her social security card. I know I cringe to even say it. There's a little bit of shame there for me with that, but we could not find her social security card for the life of us. And that meant that getting her permit was delayed, which means getting her license will be delayed because here in Texas, you have to have your permit for six months before you can actually get your license. So we got her social security card all squared away. And then we went to try to find her birth certificate. And it is MIA as well. So you can imagine how livid my sweet, almost 16 year old daughter is wanting to get her permit, not able to do it because I've messed up on handling our paperwork. So not fun and really uncomfortable for me because It's my job and responsibility to keep track of that. And we are really disappointing her in this particular season of life where she's really wanting to get that permit and wanting to get her license as quickly as possible. So she's really ticked. So I know that as she is communicating that, her feelings are valid, but maybe she's not communicating it in a way that is appropriate. So I can talk to her about that. Or maybe she's not having the kind of grace with me that I would like for her to have, that I would like to see her demonstrate to everyone. So remembering that, remembering she's not a grown up, remembering that she doesn't always have the right words or way to talk to me about those things has been super helpful. So again, I highly encourage you to download that ebook or check out those episodes. The second way that I work with my thoughts in order to be intentional about handling those thoughts of self-doubt and my parenting and worrying that I'm being a horrible parent is in being really intentional with my self-care. I did a whole episode this on this. I think it was like episode 27. I'll figure that out and I will have put it in the show notes by now if you want some ideas and directions for that. But I know myself well enough to realize that I need regular time alone to process. And for me, that usually looks like journaling or taking a nap or, of course, reading a good book. I'm sure you guessed that one right off. Um, 
But it's super important for you to figure out what good self-care looks like for you. What are the things that really help you process, unwind, make you feel taken care of, and understand that you will be a better parent if you practice those things. Again, it's that cliche of putting your own oxygen mask on first, but you really do need to take good care of yourself. And when you haven't been doing that, you are more susceptible to those kinds of negative thoughts and self-talk. Now, I have to admit here myself that sometimes my self-care is escaping my teens for a little while so that I can kind of regroup and clear my thoughts and I actually did that just the other night this week because um, I hadn't been feeling good and my kids got home from school and I just felt this really negative push from them and I just took a time out. And sometimes that's the best thing you can do is take a time out, give yourself time to breathe, give them a chance to breathe and then come back together later on. Okay, now the next part of kind of my strategies on dealing with feeling like you are not doing well as a parent is in taking action. So the first way would be, I want you to assess how you've been in your interactions with your teen. And when you can do that and really look at your communication and the information that you've been exchanging or sharing, that can really help wrench yourself from feeling like you suck at parenting them. So for me, that looks like asking myself questions like, Have I been actively listening to them? Have I checked in to see what's going on in their friendships or their academics? And when they're sharing their concerns, even if it may sound ridiculous or silly to me, am I affirming them, validating them, and really kind of helping them move through whatever those concerns are? That is the first thing. And then also making sure that you have spent quality one-on-one time with each of your teens. Now, for me, this is a lot harder now that my teens are in high school rather than in middle school. In middle school, I feel like I did a really great job of having weekly dates with each of them, but it is not as easy to do that as it used to be because of all of our activities and schedules, theirs in particular. But I do try to connect at least a couple of times a month, if not weekly, to really try to stay plugged in and get a feel for where they are emotionally, mentally, and their friendships, just kind of reconnecting. Now, another action you can take is leaning into your relationships with friends or your village. These are the people who know you and your teens, and they love you all, your whole family. For me, that looks like reaching out to a good friend. And again, this would be someone who I know is going to love my teen regardless of what I share with them about how they've acted or what they've done. So I will call up a friend and run the current situation by them. And I cannot tell you how many times in those moments when I'm really struggling with a decision that I've made or an interaction that I've had or an issue that's going on with one of my teens that I when I talk with a friend, I get so encouraged and affirmed. But also, I would say too, and these are my really good friends, my really close inner circle, because we are committed to being honest and encouraging each other to really be like the best version of ourselves. Sometimes those friends call me out 
for for whatever it is, whether I'm being unreasonable or unfair or not seeing all the sides of the story or not being able to put myself back into the shoes of what it felt like to be a teen. They're not saying, mind you, that I suck at being a parent, but they are pointing out any missteps I might have taken. Now, I did an interview with one of the people in my village back in episode 28, if you want to check that out. Again, link in the show notes to that. But also just a side note here. I want to encourage you to make sure that some of the people in your village are a few steps further along in their parenting journey than you are, like their kids are older than yours, because when you're really intentional in in cultivating those relationships, it is so valuable because you have these people who've gone ahead of you and they can kind of tell you what some of those pitfalls are, or they can reassure you by saying, oh yeah, I remember when my you know, my youngest went through that phase as well. And here's what it might look like before it gets better, or it'll get better after blah, blah, blah. So those are so encouraging. And then also, I encourage you to be that person for someone else too, to someone who's also in the trenches a little bit further behind you, so that you can help them with what's coming up ahead for them. So I think that's super important. Those were five things I would say. We I talked to you about reminding yourself about what's developmentally appropriate, practicing some good self-care, assessing how you've been interacting with your teens, spending some quality one-on-one time with them, and then reaching out to your village. So those are the five things. But I also have a bonus one that I think actually, as I was going through and processing what I wanted to talk to you guys about today, I felt was probably the most important one of all. And this is the bonus one. And that is when you are feeling like you suck at parenting your teens, I would really encourage you to reconcile with them. And here's what I mean by that. If you have been in the wrong, if you have done something that has been hurtful or frustrating or whatever for your teen, apologize and make amends. Like for me with that whole driver's permit, social security card, birth certificate thing, I apologized profusely because I knew how frustrating that was for my daughter. And in the moment, there wasn't a whole lot I could do to um, hasten the process of, of getting all that documentation and replacing things and all that kind of thing. But I apologized because it was my mistake. But sometimes an apology isn't what's needed. And in those cases, I think reconciliation looks like you trying to explain what you want for your teen and why you're good with what you did to get them there, whether it's keeping them from doing something or asking them to do something, whatever it is that they're upset with you about. And then once you've done that, once you've explained, you model for them what it looks like to agree or disagree or to change a position with grace and dignity. So maybe it's something where you're, they've come around to your way of thinking, well, there is a gracious and and dignified way to let your kids do that versus not. And when your goal is connection, you want to go with what can help them do things with grace and dignity, right? Now, please don't misunderstand. I am not saying that you have to explain yourself to your teen, like far from it. But what I am saying is that if you can clarify for them in some situations why you're making the choices that you're making and why you feel like it's in their best interest, that can go a long way in strengthening your connection with your teen and a long way in trust building, right? 
So this played out recently in my family with, um, with my son. And in this particular situation, he had made a choice. He felt like it was absolutely the right choice that he should have made in the situation. His dad and I disagreed. We explained why. We explained why we made the ensuing choices after his initial one. And he was super ticked. And so we explained to him what we were thinking. We gave him our rationale. And then we gave him time to think because that for him is a huge um, help is just giving backing off, letting him think things through a little bit. And lots of times in situations like this, and in, in this one that I'm talking about, he comes back to us and explains, okay, I see what you're saying. I hear what you mean. I agree or I disagree or whatever, whatever his response is, um, he's able to do it graciously. And we respond back with grace, which means kind of not being triumphant about it or not rubbing his nose in it. um, If he thinks he, you know, if he's admitting that he was wrong, I don't know if you're following me on that, but but when he comes back later to us and says, hey, you're right, or whatever, there we try to handle that graciously and give him encouragement in those moments and say, we're so glad that you understood what we were saying and that kind of thing. And there have been times when he's come back and said, I still disagree. Here's why. And, you know, we continue to talk about it and dialogue about it. But we also express, hey, the way that you're doing this really shows how you're growing in your maturity because you came to us calmly, you came to us and we're able to lay out your reasons. So really encouraging him in that way as well. So that kind of thing is super connective, at least in our family. And I hope it can be for your family too. Okay. So that was the sixth thing. We, we had the five and then we added reconciling either by apologizing or by explaining your actions and choices. Please, please, please know, like above all things today, I want you to know that you definitely do not suck at parenting your teen. Now, you may not be struggling with that, but if you are, I promise you, you do not. And how do I know that? Because the people who actually suck at parenting their teens aren't wondering if they do. The fact that you're asking yourself the question means that it's an automatic no. But I also understand and have experienced being in a season that's so busy, so chaotic, so full of things to do and responsibilities that you've really stopped doing good self-care or you've isolated yourself and haven't visited with your village in a while. And the only voices that you're hearing are the ones of your teens and they're really being harsh with you and critiquing you in ways that really start to eat at you. I think it's it's a very real thing. And it's really good to have an exit strategy to help you get out of that mindset. And if you are struggling with a harsh teenager who is constantly criticizing you or critiquing you, then I want you to know that I have a great freebie that will walk you through a conversation that you can have with your teen about that. And it is just a really quick flow chart that will help you out with what to say and how to say it and how to evaluate what's going on. And you can grab that from the show notes and or find it on the ishgirl.com forward slash 
EP 48. So I would encourage you to grab that if you would just like a blueprint for how to walk through a conversation with your teen when they're being super critical with you. So thank you, as always, for joining me today. I really, really cannot express how much I want to encourage you in this journey with your teen. It can be tough in the trenches, especially when you're feeling isolated or lonely, but just know that you are a better parent than you think you are, and you are doing amazing things in the lives of your teenagers. I would love it if you would reach out and share how you know that you don't suck as a parent of teens. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram, and those links are definitely in my show notes. And I really would love to hear about how you use strategies to kind of pull you out of that funk of feeling like you suck at parenting teens. What is it that you tell yourself? What is it that you do for yourself? Um, What are the steps that you take to, um, to kind of get to that place of peace in parenting your teens. Again, Facebook or Instagram, but I do want to remind you that the very best place to reach me is by responding to my weekly email. And if you have not signed up for that yet, please do so. Um, Again, I share things in my um, weekly emails that I do not share anywhere else, stories and information and ideas and, and all kinds of things that you won't get anywhere else. And when you respond to that email, I respond to those personally. So I would love, love, love to hear from you on that. Okay, friends, until the next time. From an ish girl who is enjoying every minute of the last few weeks that my teens are in school, it is all about connection, not perfection.